Hi everyone, Lucy Kippist here, editor of Flying Solo. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Flying Solo's premium membership, a massive tools and benefits to help your business stand out, all for just $99. Head to our joining page to find out more. Jane Robertson is our guest today. She started her online business, Millwood's Shoes, from her farm in Wagga Wagga in the Riverina region of New South Wales. Welcome, Jane. Thanks for having us. Thanks for finally joining us. Um, your Instagram feed is absolutely alive with these gorgeous little kids wearing really awesome shoes in country surroundings. And for a person like me, I'm a mum, it's a total feast for the eyes. I wanted to get into all of that, but first I wanted to get you to tell us why you started Millwood's Shoes in the first place. Okay. Um, Millwood's was essentially started because um, when I had my first son, God, that was nearly six years ago, um, mm-hmm. I got sick of dressing him up, taking him to these really lovely parties, it looked so gorgeous all the time, and then I'd have to put him in joggers because there was like no other shoes available for me to purchase around here. Or... Um, then, you know, he was in foul shoes that you, know, you could only, as a child, you can only buy so many pairs of shoes. So I felt like I was, had these fluoro shoes because that's what he would choose to wear in the store. So I just, um, went out to find, um, some shoes that A, he could put on himself that were good for his feet and preferably leather that he could just, um, you know, throw on and run around and be a kid and still look good in. And that was a really, really big challenge. So, um, off I went to try and start my own business essentially because I couldn't buy what I was looking for. That's so true, actually. I have two little boys myself and you take them to, you know, any kind of shoe place, usually when you're in a hurry and usually when they don't want to do it and they do always choose the brightest, <laughs> yeah, most, let's just call them functional looking shoes. Yes. All the shoes that they so tell you they're going to wear and then never wear again. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The good shoes that don't get worn. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you've hit you've hit a big nail on the head there. So I suppose I should backtrack a bit because you've said there, you know, obviously you live in or you live near Wagga Wagga, the town. Yeah. So that's a pretty bustling kind of country town. It's not like there's yeah. nothing there. But also it, it is you're not surrounded by big shopping malls either. No, So absolutely. it's an interesting point. Yeah. So it's an interesting point there that you make. Not only were you solving for your own actual um, problem in terms of what to put on your son's feet, also you were solving for the fact that there's going to be other mums in your area who are facing the same challenge because there's not a lot around to buy from, even when they yeah, can buy. Correct, and they're all it's like we're all shopping from the same pool. Yes. So you've to- I think you told us recently at a um, an event that we had actually in Wagga that you took mm-hmm. about two years to research before you got the business out of off the ground. Yep. Now that's a really considerable considerable amount of time. So can you tell us a bit about that process and how you how you started that and yeah. a yeah. few of the highlights so, of that? I suppose Millwoods was um I did initially try to sort of buy a business but it didn't really work out that way. Um, and mm-hmm. ultimately then it was just sort of like, where do you start the minefield of manufacturing? I, I, I'm not a fashion designer. I've never made shoes in my life. I've um, all of a sudden decided to start. I've never even worked in a retail store in my life. So all of a sudden I have decided to launch myself into a several industries that I know very little about. So 
the whole world of um, retail, finding a manufacturer, like various quality control processes. It just was an absolute minefield for me. So um, initially I sort of started on Alibaba like most other people do, um, just to try and even start looking at the process. Um, and that was just, in my mind, mind-boggling. So I kept sort of getting these doors slammed in my face and I didn't really ever, I trusted my gut a lot with it. Um, and I just kept sort of pulling blanks. And then one day I um, I have a cousin who lives in Sydney and I rang him and I went, surely somebody in your friendship circle has something to do with leather and apparel and has goods manufactured. So one day Rowan um, came back to me with his quite dodgy looking email and um, a sourcing agent and literally the rest is history because um, Katie <laughs> handheld me the entire way through the process. Um, she still does all my quality control checks, even though I'm a little more confident now about um, sourcing our own products and leathers and those sorts of things. But, yeah, she, it was um, every time I was ready to make a really tough decision, it was almost like the right person fell in my lap at the right time who had the right contact. So we just kind of kept going every step of the way. So yeah, it did take two years. and I, You know, there were babies in there as well. So you sort of take these hiatuses to sort of get your life back on track and get a new person in the, in the family. and. Um, I think that also was really good at giving me time to think about um, about what I really wanted Millwood to be and what I was really looking for and what I was trying to help other people with. Um, I suppose because yeah. at the time there was really only one other competitor in the market for um, our loafers um, and we've got really different selling points in that, you know, like I've tried really like just doing the research with the podiatrist to make sure our footbeds are what they are and that we've got solid footbeds and when you know we've stitched them in the right way to make sure the soles don't blow out and just the general wear and tear about kids, but also wow. getting my kids to wear the shoes so that before we even went into production, yep. so I could see what would happen. How like and my kids are tough on shoes. So just to even see general <laughs> stuff like that, you know, there they are running down to the dam, playing in the dam, getting covered in mud. So how do the shoes react to that? Because, you know, let's be honest, kids are going to be kids regardless of what you want them. When you dress them up five seconds later, they'll be covered in mud or something. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I suppose it was even like we even sort of found various different mothers groups to talk, to sort of survey through things and, um, which is a really interesting process now looking back sort of three or four years ago and see what, you know, the results that I got and what people said they would do and how that in my sort of current situation now, I don't feel like that translated to what reality is. It's really interesting to look back at it all. That is fascinating to think mm. about it that way. Um, obviously, the so what was it that sort of made you go for the online store model as opposed to trying a sort of a bricks and mortar yeah shop. okay so ultimately i've got three little kids so we're currently got a two a four and a six-year-old and um we live on a farm and my, mm-hmm. both my husband and i have off farm or well, he has a he has a job and i recently have just resigned from another job so like life is pretty crazy for a while but um look online was a way that i could manage the business the way that i needed to so that I could then be for my kids where I needed them to be, where they needed me to be. Um, so if it meant that, you know, I had to run off and get them because they were sick or all those sorts of things, I could be that person because an online store, you can't just, well, air bricks and mortar, you can't just close the door and say, yeah, yeah I'll be back in just 10 walk, minutes. 
or have a sick child oh. and those sorts of things. But in Thailand as well, it's a massive cost issue. So, like, to go and lock yourself in for a 12 months leave, the cost of that is astronomical, huge. Like, even in a town like Wagga, you'd be looking at anywhere between thirty-five dollars and $50,000 a year before you've even sold a pair of shoes. And then you're looking at development costs. And then you're looking at stock costs wow. and insurance and promotion and staff and holiday pay, like all that stuff on top of it where having an online store actually makes it tangible. You can actually do this without having to get massive loans to try and make the dreams come true. Yeah, that's really inspiring. And do you think, I mean, obviously you're running an online store from a, mm-hmm. a country sort of location where you are. What do you think is what do you think are the benefits of that and, and what are the challenges? Oh, look, the, the great benefits, I get to sit beside my warehouse all day, every day. So I know exactly where my stock is. I'm the one picking and packing. If I'm not the one picking and packing, then I've got really great staff who are close to me doing that. Um, I think there are challenges in that I have to, most of the time I have to charge a postage charge because we're not in a regional metro city. I can't do same-day delivery. I'm lucky to even do next-day delivery a lot of the time because even now express posts from a, like, from a regional city of Wagga, like we've got 70,000 people, Australia Post won't guarantee an overnight to Sydney anymore. So shipping is a really major concern wow. for me and moving forward it's something that I'm really focusing on because, you know, you need people, we need people to buy, but at the end of the day, people, like, I hate it as well. I can't stand paying that shipping charge and looking online and go, yep, $80, that's where we're at. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's $90. Um, so I think one of the major benefits is that I, I suppose yeah. I can keep, you know, my warehouse costs and those sorts of things down here. Um, but in saying that, it is a major concern that my parcels aren't going as quickly as they would be if I was in a metro state. Yeah. Yeah. So is yeah, that something that you think you're going to be looking yeah, at? It's going to have to be. It'll be um, it's definitely something that sits in the back of my mind, especially now that we've launched our women's range. And look, our stock movements are starting to increase um, quite a bit faster than I was anticipating. So it's going to be something that we really have to watch and consider very carefully in the next 12 to 18 months, mm. which then also has that, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to talk no, to you it's about interesting because, like, if I because like, sorry, we're always yeah. talking about the regions and how we need to employ in the regions and those sorts of things as well. So it's really interesting that if I then pick my warehouse up and move that, that's another implication for a regional centre that's you know losing possible employment. See, I very like I really identify with that, I suppose, because I did it. Mm. You know, I grew up in a country town and you know, I ended up moving back to a country town. So it is something that I'm very conscious of that I will possibly I will try and make it work here as best I can um, before I um before we really have to move to the metro areas for shipping. Yeah. And the women's range that you just mentioned, I wanted to to ask you about that because obviously that's exciting and I can imagine why that happened because you look at your shoes and you go oh I'd love a pair of those myself so was it was it the demand that drove the decision or was that something you'd always had sort of in the back of your mind um, that you'd expand into I'm really honest with myself I was always going to do it (laughs) it might not have been what I was selling to my husband at the time but yeah I was always going to do it it's um (laughs) it's just but when you when you've got a product that is um yeah look it's so important. Kids won't wear something if it's not comfortable. Ultimately, that's got to be it. They'll, they'll tell you they won't like to wear something if they don't like it, but they will really never wear it again if it's not comfortable for them. So when we had um, 
we had kids who were telling like, oh, I love wearing them. They're like walking on air or they choose to put them on every day because it's something that they can do themselves. Um, they don't, you know, they go through stages where kids want to own their own processes and do things themselves. And, you know, Millwood didn't enable that, I suppose. And it breaks. It's one job that, that mum has to do at the door when we're racing, all racing out the door. And so I got started talking to these parents and like, oh, gee, I love them. Do you do them in any bigger sizes or? And look, really, um, a lot of the parents wanted exactly what we had and for just expanding our size range out. Um, but I did make the choice to sort of um, really both start with a bit of a bang and that's why I've deliberately gone with the leopard print hair on women's loafer so, so that, um, you know, they are a bit of a statement shoe and as we develop our range, um, we will come down to a few more of the basic, um, really good, comfortable, everyday wearing shoes. But when you're trying to push yourself from just being a children's brand into then incorporating the mums, um, yeah, the women's were, yeah, I suppose I needed to start off with a bang to try and get them more market traction really. Yeah, but I'm really pleased that we have, really pleased yes. that we have because once again, even over the last couple of weeks, our markets are opening, opening up so dramatically that um, and now all of a sudden I've got mums' shoes and kids' shoes going at the same time, whereas... You know, I didn't have that opportunity before. So it's really great that we're able to sort of almost increase our sales size because, you know, mum's buying a pair for her and then a pair for her child as well. That's wonderful. And are you finding that people are buying directly and seeing your, your Instagram? Because your Instagram page is great. No, majority of my Is that where you're finding most people are finding you or yeah. is it through another way? Um, although in saying that, currently right now as we're talking about it, there is a major campaign that started two weeks ago called Buy From The Bush. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of that or not. And that has done exponential yes. exponential things to my business. It's absolutely unbelievable what that has done. And um, I don't know, I just am really proud of the people that have started because there is so much great stuff going on out here in country New South Wales, country Australia. But it's, um, it's really lovely to see that people are just, it's another way for people to find us. And in a really, really heated marketplace, anything we can do to try and get our our, um, our product seen is is great. Yeah, absolutely. And I have seen that Instagram account. We actually pushed it out on our Facebook the other day because mm. it is remarkable. And there is just so much stuff going on. And I have to say, particularly in your little pocket of New South Wales, um, I think, you know, just myself, mm-hmm. I've spoken to easily 10 or 15 small business owners that are thriving in that little pocket of, of Australia. So, you know, there's so much going on and thank goodness for that campaign because it's tying it all together yeah. and hopefully yeah, it's right really, in that um, bit of the year. It's just really lovely to see, but I think, you know, at a too. time where I don't begrudge the Amazons and all those sorts of things coming in because, you know, there is, there is a place for it all, but it's really lovely to see um, the support where it's needed because there the flow and effect yeah. of um, lack of funds coming. So the drought in itself, but you know the retail side, in particularly in rural Australia, it's not doing well, and the economy is not great. So when you have the additional pressures of the drought, where everybody's tightening their belts and nobody's spending, then it just becomes that little bit harder. So to have this where yeah, and so to have something like this, the bike from the bush, just giving people an opportunity to see what might be beyond their door is so fantastic because that might mean that somebody can keep their store open, which means that they're actually able to 
you know, buy more food, pay their mortgage, that sort of stuff, because, you know, the drought has such massive implications in terms of cash flow that it's um it's just it's so helpful these types of campaigns because it's I suppose the easiest way to help yep. the drought situation when there's not, not a lot you can do except for break for rain. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. I just wanted to talk a little bit about yep. your productivity and how you actually manage your workload because as you've mentioned, you're a mum, you're a busy mum to very little, three very little kids. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned before that you do work a few days a week in a co-working <gasps> space in right. town in Mara. How does that <laughs> love it. you balance out your week? And I really do love it. Is that why you... Well, up until 12 months ago, I um, had a job yeah. as well. Um, I was an executive yeah. officer for a not-for-profit in town and um, it's... To sort of go from not being in a workplace and having that human interaction every day to then being able to, everyone thinks it's this brilliant thing to work from home, you get to put your washing on and you want and you you can um, go and cook yourself lunch if you need to or all that sort of stuff, but it gets quite lonely Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you can find yourself very easily lost in your own thoughts and when you have such a massive amount invested in starting your own business, you need people around you to talk things out every now and then and particularly when you live on a farm. So we live 40K from town um, and I think my nearest neighbour might be two or three k's away. So it sort of is like, you know, human interactions are a really big deal for me. So I um, I love coming into the workplace. Not that I even, you know, I don't, there's um, eight of us who all share an office and all of us, um, like we've got such varying different roles. But um, you come in and it's just even if you've seen somebody or say hello, it's really important and it's so good to sort of sit down, plan your day out like you would anything else. If you're employed by an employer, you get your tasks done and you fit everything else you're laughing around it. But it's just that having that point where you come in and you go hello and you've got a dedicated workspace and you're focused on your business, not sitting there doing your washing or getting distracted by something else in the house that might need yeah yeah um it's great I actually yes think free it's, free those and distractions I, also I really like about yeah. it is that the yeah. moments that we do all stop because it's quite interesting you walk in and we've all actually got our headsets on um and that's almost like the unspoken rule it's like nobody talks to anyone when we've got the headsets on but then all of a sudden you'll see one take their ear off and Look, try and make eye contact with somebody like, okay, yeah. someone wants to talk. <laughs> and you do, you, you all hash stuff out together. So all of a sudden you've got your, you know, your brains all thinking together and everyone thinks so differently because, <laughs> you know, we're all got such a massive differently. Our businesses are so different that it's really lovely to, um, just a really great place to be. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, so I do it three days a week. So Sounds um, amazing. my eldest child. So how often do you do that? Is that so, more, than, um, more than once a week? I bring my two youngest girls into childcare three days a week. Um, and so we also come to town and James goes to school and the girls go to daycare and I um, I sit down and do um, as much as I can in those three days as I can. So then essentially the other four days of the week I'm logging in for a couple of hours in the morning before everybody gets up. Um, I might put a movie on if the girls are really <laughs> tired during the middle of the day. Friends, I can get something done. Um, and then again, it's when everyone's asleep. So it becomes manageable then. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to um, fighting constantly. Hmm. Yep. 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 So you're getting the bulk of your work done. Um, it's almost time to wrap up, but I wanted to, to end by talking about sort of what your goals are for 
next year really so for 2020 so obviously we've talked about you know the fact that you are expanding and it's <laughs> very exciting in, in terms of the uh, women's range what else have you got up your sleeve that you really need to share um lead time with us for lead next year. time to get shoes developed is massive it's um you know every time you turn around you're another six to eight weeks away mm-hmm. from something reaching your hands so it does take a large amount of time to make sure that um and particularly because i'm really finicky about quality and I'm really finicky about the way that they feel on the feet. Um, they've got to look good but I am um, you want people to be able to put shoes on and wear them all day um, and when they get home at night they're not the first thing that they want to take off so it's really I'm um, sort of constantly developing. I literally placed an order on um, on Friday actually for our next yep. colour so that's great so we've got the leopard and then we'll have a beautiful navy coming soon which um and then I've got a couple of other things up my sleeve. So we're just really working on um, working on next summer as well, making Gorgeous. sure that we've got maybe a great sandal or slide up our sleeve that we might be able to offer people in the, this time next year, which would be nice. Sounds very exciting. And where, where's the best place for us all to find you? What's your Instagram account? I get it wrong all the time. End off so. with that so people can go and have a look and make some purchases pre-Christmas. Yeah, so um, my Instagram account is actually Neil Woods shoes. Yeah, that's okay. It's important to check. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. And then S H O E S. Yeah. Okay. So it's M I W O D S. Yep. Shoes. Okay. Jane. Lots of doubles there. Jane, thank you so much for joining us today. It's delightful to speak with you and I wish you every success as you keep growing. It's very exciting. 